This is an original podcast from the Jack Radio Network. Discover more on Jack Radio Player. This is Dead British, featuring historically inaccurate reenactments, famous dead people, and comedy songs. This entire show is about to rewrite history without a script. Hello, I'm Chris Mead, and every episode we use a magic wishing well to bring back a character from British history. Due to that process, some or all of our historical characters' memories might have been affected. So, although I know who I'm about to talk to, they don't. So here, finding out who they are at the same time you do, they're British, they were dead, please welcome... Florence Nightingale! Hiya! Hi, Florence. Uh, Florence is, of course, known for being the person who founded modern nursing. Uh, She worked as a nurse during the Crimean War and advocated for sanitation in hospitals. Her nickname was the Lady with the Lamp because she would check on patients throughout the night with a little lamp. Florence, welcome. Hiya. It's so nice to meet you. (laughs) Oh, it's it's really nice to meet you too. Now, when people think of nurses... Yeah. They really think of you. You are like the platonic ideal of, of a nurse. What do you mean platonic? Uh, I, I mean, when people think of, of a nurses, they think of you. You are the sort of the first, the original. Yeah, that's right. I'm the first and original, but it doesn't have to be platonic. <laughs> you knew you were destined to be a nurse from a very young age, from about 16. What happened? Oh, when I was 16, I found a lamp. And I was like, what can you do with a lamp? (laughs) You can check on people in the night. (laughs) Who would you do that with? People that are sick. (laughs) Basically, that was my inception. Really? So so the lamp came before the lady in in that sense? Yeah, but lamp, the lady, doesn't make grammatical sense. So I went the other way around. That's amazing. I was my own PR. Um, And then, of course, something, I guess, really really good for you happened, which was that there was a cholera outbreak yeah, in London. Yeah, such lucky times. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just be on, like, some nurse or whatever. But, yeah, cholera. So you cut your teeth doing, like, doing cholera. I don't, so that's probably not the right Yeah, no, that's what we called it. We just were like, doing cholera. you're right, Janice, yeah, I'm doing cholera, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing cholera. What yeah. are some of the symptoms and how did you deal with them? Um, you get a load of boils around your collar. That's why it's called cholera. Oh, yeah. right. And then what, do you lance them? or ha- Me personally, yeah, I would just give them a little rub with some olive oil and then go, shh. <laughs> just rub them, shush. Yeah. And that worked, did it? People I'm recovered. not saying it worked. I'm just saying that's what I did. <laughs> well, I mean... You wrote a lot of books on the subject of nursing. Yeah, a lot of other books as well. But yeah, those are the ones that people read. Sure. Um, what, was, what was the name of your favourite book on nursing? Stop it with the diseases. Yes. That's what I've got here. Yeah. Stop it with the diseases. Yeah, it's got an exclamation mark at the end, just in case you read it wrong. Because you don't want someone to say, stop it with the diseases. Yeah. You want to be enthusiastic about it. Yeah, pun- punctuation's fun. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, um, so what was, what was your favourite chapter in that? Punctuation isn't fun if you get injected with the wrong thing, though. Just have to say that as a nurse. As a nurse joke. Punctuation. Punctuation. Yeah. I got it. It was great. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a slow burn one. That's fine. It's fine. 
There was a chapter in in the book that I found fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah. Which chapter one? Th- chapter three. What about the other ones? Uh, they were like really them? good. No, oh okay. Yeah, yeah it's just the best of the best. Right. Um, and in it, you sort of you talk a bit about your philosophy of nursing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you maybe sum up that chapter? Yeah, of course. So it was mo- it was initially written, you know, to help other nurses and other people in the medical profession. Mm. So I started off chapter three with like it's called "Stop Whinging About It." Um, and that's good advice for nurses because you don't want to hear a load of other nurses like whinging about stuff, but also for the patients. You know, you can be like, help me, but don't go on about it. <laughs> so mainly stop whinging was my, you know, first bit of advice. And then, you know, a bunch of medical stuff. Yeah, and you like, really... don't put your tongue in a clamp, stuff like that. That's secondary. <laughs> yeah. Stop whinging. Just... Don't put your tongue in a clamp. Yeah, and there was like 20 of them in <laughs> chapter three. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I was going to go through them all, but perhaps perhaps not now. Um, and you, you really, the whole... Don't no- put your ear in a door. It's <laughs> another one. Yeah, so lots of... Don't put your body part in a thing that hurts. Yeah, and they're all from experience. So right. they're all things I'd seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, hard won experience, right? Because you were there. You were there in the front line. I mean, yeah. literally, literally during the Crimean yeah. War. And yeah. you were just doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. But of course, the one thing that you changed about hospitals, yeah. the thing that was never the same again after you got yeah. in. Put was a back door in. Put a back door <laughs> in. Because yeah. a lot of them didn't have a back door. Yeah. So when you wanted to go for a cigarette, you'd have to be out the front. And people would be like, that's really unprofessional. We, you know, we weren't thinking about the big C then. But so I was like, stick in a back door. And then we could go out there. We could eat a piece of fruit. You could have a cigarette, do whatever. You could say, stop whinging or whatever. So yeah, back door. That's really interesting because I've got to say, yeah. I've got to say, obviously you li- lived at the time of your life and you don't really know what your legacy oh, is. Oh, is it something else? It is, okay, it's not the so back door gonna, thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. Get a lamp. Nope. No? Not that not, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Would you like to know what you're Yeah, most, I'd love to know. Cleanliness. Oh, in yeah. Hospitals. Yeah, that's right. You were, you were a bit of a clean freak. How dare you? <laughs> I, mean that in, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I just mean that you really. Cared. I mean, the word freak made it sound pejorative. I just meant that you you were really in into cleanliness. Yeah, I was into cleanliness. That is true. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a scrub. But that's chapter four. <laughs> chapter three. Stop whinging. Chapter four. Have, have a, scrub. a scrub. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really. I mean, the the evening flew by when I when I read your book. Um, <laughs> what is it? How did you? The did evening you? flies by if you're in a coma as well. Just incidentally, chapter eight. Mm. <laughs> I mean, even more than that, mm. you were an incredible statistician. <laughs> oh, thanks. Like, uh, um, the first, I believe, the first female member of the Royal Statistics Society, the And RSS. that's hard to say. It, uh, I Royal agree, it is. Royal Statistics Society. It's difficult, yeah. But you created a certain kind of diagram. Yeah. That is still known by your name. It's still known for you, the 90, Nightingale. But what, what, was, what was the diagram? How did what, it work? What did it look like? Paint us a picture of the diagram. Okay, so it looks like a bird mm-hmm. and its left wing is cleanliness. Its right wing is a pair of tongs because really you need them for everything. And the one in the middle is like, don't whinge. <laughs> so it's so a picture of a bird with some advice in it, basically. So the right wing is cleanliness. The left lit wing is um, tongs. I suppose and they're interchangeable, the, yeah. The middle wing is clen- is clen- is not whinging. Not whinging, yeah. So it's a three-winged bird. Yeah. 
No, the middle bit, the bit where the bird is. The it's bird. Like, it's like an outline, <laughs> yeah, that, outline of a bird. That, well, wings are a bird. That bit between the wings is a bird. That's what we so call that So are the bit. wings. That's true, actually. I'm, I'm not going to argue oh, with you. Oh, God, it's like hanging out with statisticians again. <laughs> but you were the first. You were a trailblazers. Before you, no women set foot in the halls of statistics. That's true, yeah. What's your favourite statistic? Five. Five? <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Florence. Wow. Well, we found out a lot about Florence Nightingale there, haven't we? But now we're going to delve into, even deeper into nursing during war. Oh, yeah. Which I'm really excited about hearing about. Mm. So you were, you know, you were there right in the middle of it all. Bombs going off, I assume. Yeah, there were some bombs, yeah. And also, I was wearing white, which is a total nightmare. Just saying. So what was it like being out there, being amidst all those men who were just trying to kill each other all the time? I mean, it was pretty hot um, because they've all worked out for like a really long time and they've got all these cute uniforms on, you know, both sides. Um, And I was just like, oh... Careful, lads. Uh, and then some of them would be like popped in a tent and then, you know, get to mop their brows and stuff. It was, yeah, it was a tasty time. Yeah, we, we, we've actually got a recording of the first time that a soldier from either side of the conflict met you. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Sorry, you've caught me half-dressed. Oh, no, your shirt's been blown off. Yeah, it was definitely the bombs that did it. Well, um, let me use this little compress on you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, gosh, that's good. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I say, could I get a bit of help over here? My brain seems to be leaking out of my ear. No, I'm busy! Oh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> a really interesting bedside manner that you had there. I mean, you're known for it, right? Your caring nature, the way that you gave inspiration to everyone that you met on the battlefield. Yeah. How did you go about creating that bedside manner? Um, I just, you know, it's trial and error, really. I just tried a few things which didn't help people. And then I gradually found, you know, certain things you could say to people that made them feel better. I mean, that's really beautiful. Mm. Do you think that being nice to people is as important as the actual medical stuff that you do for them? Yeah, I do. I think there's something about, you know, being cared for um, that makes you feel like you want to heal. Whereas if someone's being, you know, an idiot at you, you're like, I'm just going to get sicker to spite you, stupid nurse. You know, that's not useful, is it? Well, what I loved was that the Secretary of War actually asked you to organise a corps of nurses to attend to the soldiers Mm -hmm. in the Crimea, and you established a team of 34 nurses from a range of different religions. Yeah, that's right. They all all had different ideas about stuff. We did talk a little bit about pixies and stuff as well. The religion of pixies. The religion of pixies and elves. Um, Yeah, it was quite a complex world. Um, I got into wizardry myself. Really? Yeah. How did that serve you? Pretty great. Best nurse ever. What, what? So did you actually use your magic powers to heal people? Yeah, I did put it in the book because not everyone has magical powers. Yeah. So I didn't want to shame anybody. So yeah, I kept it to myself mostly. But now I'm dead. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is all of those new medical procedures that, that, that you're known for, none of that really helped you. You were just magic. Oh, no. 
No, it's a bit of both. You right. know, it's a bit of crossover. Bit of column A, bit of column B. Yeah, and then a third wing of third like... Third in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is the bird, yeah. Um, I'm really interested about your hospital in Turkey, the Scutari Hospital. Yeah, the one with three back doors, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, your great, your Sistine Chapel in some ways. Yeah, that's right, three the Sisters Chapel, yeah. Um, that was located on top of something a little bit disgusting. Could you yeah, talk about that? that's right, yeah. It was on the top of a burial ground for pets. Right, a pet um, cemetery. A pet cemetery, yeah, that's right. Um, so we had a lot of hauntings from dogs mm-hmm. and cats. <laughs> Um, and it was a little bit stressful some of the time um, with all the hauntings, uh, you know, and Cheryl got out of Ouija board and then it all went, you know, it all went to hell at that point. So sometimes you'd have soldiers waking up from being in a coma or some horrific injury and they're just face to face with a... A ghost cat. A ghost cat. Yeah. Well, that's amazing because we do actually have a recording of that too. Oh, 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 where am I? What happened? I, I feel so t- sleepy. Oh, I just want to reassure you that everything is going to be fine. You got injured. Oh, but, no. But you are in a room with the ghost pigeons, and they are the least stressful what? of all the ghosts. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's okay. They'll only fly through you. They're not actually going to make contact. Oh. I'm, I'm so confused. I was having a dream about snacks, and, and, and then I woke up and I'm being attacked by non-corporeal birds. Yeah, that comes with the non-corporeal birds, actually. They make you dream of snacks. It's a, it's a very horrible, Lovecraftian thing they do. I wish I was still asleep. Oh, let me give you 20 cc's of this. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Let's dream about a bagel. Ghost cat, you're not allowed in here. Yeah, yeah you got to tell him. <laughs> so, you were awarded, you met Queen Victoria. Oh, yeah. In 1883, I believe. Yeah, we went for drinks. <laughs> just headed out for drinks. Yeah, with it was Queen lovely. Victoria. It was like Friday night, you know, just have a nice time, us girls. Okay, well, I'm going to just throw this question out. What yeah. was it like? Out in the town with Queen Victoria. <laughs> yeah, well, she's quite posh, isn't she? Yes. So she was like, oh, la-di-da, I need this and that, you know, and she wanted martinis and all this fancy stuff. And I was like, mm, I'll just have a shot. So, you know, it got pretty wild pretty quickly. She's like skirts up over her head. Not mm. you know, not in a sexy way, just like she's just, you know, lagered up. And, and she remained a fan of yours and awarded you um, a medal, the Royal Red Cross. You were the first person ever to receive that medal yeah what was it for it was for being a really good friend (laughs) oh my god babe thank you it's so beautiful oh you're you're so welcome um as well as the red cross i also got you this collage of all of our favorite moments together Um, you got someone to go do some etchings yes slow slow shot of photography thank you very slow silver nitrate prints yes that's right and you're making me stand still for two hours. Yes, it was all for this surprise. Surprise! Oh, thank you. Surprise. Oh, 
Um, I've also pressed a few flowers in there from the first time we went up onto the hill that overlooks London. Oh, you have? Yeah, you give me a bit of wormwood and all the other poisonous ones that we talked about. We're like, this is how we destroy the men in our lives if we need to. Exactly, yes. I know how much you love poison. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for showing me your poison gardens years later. You're so welcome. I just wanted to say to you and the assembled crowd, um, you're the nurse of my heart and the hearts of the nation. And without you, I, I think we'd all be very, very dirty. That's so special. Thank I love you, Flo Flo. I love you too, Vicky Vicks. Now let's get drunk. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we- and then we got like really steamed. Great, good ending to that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were born in Florence, in Italy, yeah. where you got your name. Um, but you, you did so whilst your parents were on an extended honeymoon. Mm. So you arrived while they were still on honeymoon. Yeah, it's a bit controversial, isn't it? Are, are you being serious, right? I, I didn't want to tell you until, until we reached Italy. But it turns out I wasn't wearing just a fashionable gown that had a large sort of bustle arrangement. I, in fact, am nine months pregnant. I mean, like... Sorry. <laughs> not nine months, not even like... Not no, even like, just imminent. a little, little bit pregnant. Like You're talking like full way, right? Mm. Like full way, mm. full shebang. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. So, I mean... We're on, we're on our extended honeymoon. Oh, that's why I wanted to extend it a bit. Well, I think we're going to have to now, isn't mm. it? Cool thing you booked maternity leave before we left England. Mm. What's going to happen now? Probably going to have a baby. All oh, right, yeah, that, that tends to what happens after nine months, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, darling, not, mm. don't you worry. Because in this beautiful Aww. city of Florence, they're going to take good care of you. Hey, the name of that city, that's... It's quite nice, isn't it? Oh, he's a nice name, isn't he? I like that. Oh, I'll write that one in my book. Oh my God, a beautiful bird. What sings real beautiful? What a beautiful voice. Listen how beautiful it is. I know. I'll tell you what, darling. Yeah. If we have a little baby girl, yeah. we're going to call her yeah. Nightingale Florence. Oh, how lovely. Actually works better the other way around, doesn't it? Yeah, why not? We can make her middle name Pizza. Because that's what we had last night and I really liked it. Nightingale Pizza Florence. Mm. Margarita. She's going to have so many names. I know. <laughs> I've got to say, just listening back to that now, yeah. so interesting that they gave you a surname as well based on their... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Margarita. Right. Oh, right. Nightingale, Pizza, Florence, Margarita is my full name. But you prefer, you, you went by the sort of stage name of Florence Nightingale. Yeah, it's just easier, isn't it? Because a lot of people are like, what's pizza? And then you have to go into it. <laughs> yeah, it's just easier to just cut past all that. And, and Yeah. Well, I mean, you've had a really interesting life, of course. Thanks. Uh, and, and quite an interesting, well, one of the only aspects of your life that isn't that interesting is your romantic life. Wow, thanks. 
Well, all I mean by that is at 17, you refused a proposal from a guy called Rich, Richard Monkton Myers. Oh, Richard Monkton Myers. Stating that he would not satisfy your moral active nature. What does yeah. that mean? It means I didn't like him. <laughs> it's fancy times. You have to say something flowery, otherwise they'll just keep hanging around. Well, what, what about him uh, didn't you like? Uh, I didn't like his face. I didn't like his personality. I didn't like his family. I didn't like his politics. I didn't like um, any of his friends. I mean, I could go on. It's actually in chapter 16. I didn't get that far. Um, <laughs> you never married at all, ever. I was busy, innit? I mean, that is a really good point. Yeah. So if you didn't fill your life with romance and being close to someone, mm. what, what were the things that, that were special to you? What did you fill your life with instead? Um, well, obviously work, but also owls. <laughs> wow, yeah. owls. Big fan of owls. Do you know what? Under all that fluffy stuff, they've got little thin legs and they go all the way up. It's very weird. But once you see one, you're like, I love owls. I know a good fact about owls. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thinks that owls are really wise. Oh, yeah. They're not wise. No, because... No, they're stupid. Because their eyeballs are so big, it takes up most of their head and yeah. their brain's like a tiny walnut. See, that's back. what Rich was like. Right. Yeah. Like I'm being now. No, I mean like an owl. Oh, I see. Yeah, he didn't have any room for a brain. So you, you gave up on... The male. He didn't look like an owl. I'm just, I was trying to throw some shade at him. It's right. not anatomically, he's the same as an owl, and now I love owls. Just clearing that. Because I'm sort of imagining, I, I'm just imagining him as a little owl asking you to marry him. No, I would have married an owl. <laughs> Let's I would have married an owl. <laughs> Are you an owl, though? Who possibly told you that? Look, if you're an owl, I'll marry you. But if you're just some bloke, I'm not into it. But seriously, who, who would have told you that I'm an owl? To wit. Find it, Miles. Come on, find it. Find it, too. Oh, that feels so much better. Well, maybe you are an owl. Now I'm conflicted. I'm not an owl. I'm just a man. Okay, you're done. Bye. <laughs> Okay, this fact blew my mind. Yeah. Um, the consummate nurse, someone who looked after others for her whole life. Yeah. And yet, for the last 40 years of your life, mm. you were mostly bedridden. You were sick for 40 years. Yeah. You died when you were 90. Yeah. So from the age of 50 to 90, yeah. you were ill. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. Between you and me, I was just sick of it. Right. So I was like, do you know what? I'll just hang out and write some books and like read some stuff and pet some owls. I had a, all the, a load of owls were under my bed. So when people just left the room, I'd like take an owl out, have a chat with it, play with it for a bit. You know, it's nice. This is incredible. So yeah. you faked illness for yeah. 40 years just so you could hang out with some owls. Yeah, hang out with some owls, you know, chill out. Well, Fun, didn't, it? didn't anyone try and sort of... Surely there must have been doctors and other nursing staff that tried to find out what was wrong with you. Yeah, they did. And they were like, oh, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with you. But like, you're Florence Nightingale, so 
It'd be really weird if you like made up an illness. So you were in a hospital that whole time? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, what I could sneak out the back door though, so it wasn't too much of a problem. So you laid your escape route in advance yes. by creating back doors in hospitals? Yeah. So as we know, the ultimate celebration of anyone's life really is musical theatre. Yes. And Florence, it must have been incredibly flattering to have your life turned into a musical. Oh yeah, like how nice is that? Someone spent all their time writing about you. It's lovely. Right, I'm a huge hit. Yeah. But what about Nightingale the musical did you enjoy the most? Yeah, well you know my, my relationship with Vicky Vic um, was such a beautiful and important part of my life and... I think people, you know, people really see the romantic song in there as something they can relate to, you know, whatever gender they are, whatever life experience they have. It's such a vague song that people can read into it like whatever they want. Yeah, it is super vague. It is, I mean, it could be about you, but could it could be, be about me yeah. or them or any of us. Anything, yeah. Really amazing. Genius. the one my nondescript and wonderful person you're so pretty to me or maybe even ugly but I love you from the bottom of my heart you You're quite something to me I have opinions on you And some of them are rather neat When we get together Songs are made for 
weddings and, and yeah. dances and things. And We tried to cover all of them. You must have a, a, a personal favourite, though, like uh, mm. the one that really stands out to you, the oh. sort of... No, I was just thinking there's so many. It's like too many wards. Um, give me oh. another back door. I mean, there's just so many to choose from. <laughs> but I suppose it would have to be... Um, oh, war's a bit difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, war's a bit difficult, isn't That's it? That's the one. Yeah. Scan. A cheery, fun number. <laughs> it's a really upbeat war's fun number. War's a bit number. difficult, isn't it? I yeah. love it. Well, let's hear it now. Okay. Sweepers to the top And it gets really bad When the bombs go off It's not easy Lying in a bed My bum is itchy And I got a bullet in my head Nightingale, please give a round of applause to the people that brought her life to life. Uh, Katie Shute, Jay Drutch, Hannah Platt, Sam Marshall, I'm Chris Mead, and this has been Dead British. Dead British, the improvised history show on Union Jack Radio. Dead British on Union Jack Radio has been supported by the Audio Content Fund.